Hello and welcome once again to another podcast episode of Two Men Talking. Those two men being Stanley and Fred, their discussions may make you laugh, may touch your heart, sometimes may even drive you a little crazy. One thing's for sure, these two continue to talk. Controversial conversations that never end. Hello, I'm Jordan Rich, a friend of these two friends, and today we open with, it was the best of times. Stanley, what comes to mind when you hear that expression? I'm going to start off with discussing the movie, The Way We Were. Okay. So, with Robert Redford and Barbara Streisand, when I heard the title, The Best of Times, I was reminded of the scene in the movie where Redford is in the boat with his good friend, and they're sailing, and he says, um, so what, what was the best year? What happened? What, what do we remember? The best times. The song in the movie, The Way We Were, she sings, Barbara, what is too painful to remember, we forget. Sometimes uh, memories are better than reality. And the question is also, is the best of times always in your young life? So what do you think, Fred? I don't want you to sing the song, but what do you think? Wow. So for me, the best of times, I can start my relationship with my grandmother. It was unconditional love. And then I can go into uh, things like the second time I had sex, not the first time, because I didn't know what I was doing, but the second was very pleasurable. Watching my children being born, first big check I made. So I think there are good times throughout your life, starting when you're young, the middle part of your life, and even now. Look, a, a really exceptional part of my life was meeting you. I've learned a lot from you. No. It's throughout your life. If your eyes and ears are open, you see things. That's my opinion. Throughout your life, see beauty, see goodness, live a virtuous life, and, and good things happen to you. They, they, they don't disappear when you're, you're a kid. You know, it's a mixture of good and bad. So let me ask you a question. Do you think that when we talk about the best mm -hmm. of times, it only relates to when we were young? Could I say, oh... At our age, oh, something's going to happen that's going to be the best of times. Yeah, it happens. It happens now. You know, um, I had a date earlier this week, okay? I'm a senior citizen. My date was a senior citizen. It was a very enjoyable experience. It was all positive. I had a business experience a few months ago. It was a shitty business experience. I lost something I was pursuing. Weeks ago, I had an issue with my back. That was bad. I went to the doctor, and now it's good. So I think throughout your life, no matter how old you get, no matter what your age is, if your eyes and ears are open, you could experience interesting things. Look, last week, we were walking around the reservoir, and you, you noticed turtles. And you noticed one turtle eating something. No one <laughs> who was walking around way younger than you and me noticed it. I said, hey, look, turtles. All of a sudden, everyone goes, yeah, turtles in the reservoir. So that was really a beautiful experience. And for some reason, you saw the turtles. I didn't see them. That turtle was my age. That's why I <laughs> saw that. You're coming out of your shell, Stanley. But Stanley, you, you, you started off by saying, you know, you look back and memories. What do you attribute Fred's opinion to the idea that living in the moment, you, if your eyes and ears are open to today, to right now, there's so much that could be considered the best at that moment? How do you respond to that? I, I think that 
the best of times is related to anticipation, that you're anticipating something's going to happen. So I think maybe the best of times was the year before I got married when I courted my wife. We had excitement. There was romance. There was anticipation of things to come. You know that old saying, to be young and in love? Well, uh, there's truth to that. So is the, is the best of times the day I got married? I don't know. But I know that that year before, the anticipation and the excitement and doing things. And uh, so I think that was a good year. The year um, I graduated college, I never thought that would happen all the time. That that was anticipation, good year. Um, the year I opened uh, my war office, that moment, the excitement, the challenge, the smell of success, uh, meeting people. So I think that that time, that moment, was a good a good year, a good moment. Of course, I'm not belittling as the years went by, but I, I like to think that um, anticipation is related to the best of times. Mm. And then when the event happens, you know, there's some Robert Browning's poem about our um, our anticipation is below our grasp. So we don't really always achieve what we anticipate, but that excitement of going after the kill, okay? Mm. Or as you say, Fred, to close the contract. <laughs> You're speaking about it in terms of like a year and 12 months. How I see the best of times is in 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 smaller uh, time segments. So I said, one of the best things that I have ever experienced, the first time I, I, I made a big check. Then I had another event in my life. I did something uh, in business in London. And then there was an article in the New York Times and Wall Street Journal. And my, uh, not my administrative assistant, my, my secretary said, hey, they're going to quote you in the newspaper. So she used the name Frederick. So my birth name is Fred. It appears in the paper. I get a phone call from my father. And instead of him saying, congratulations, your name's in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, he go, it was like a Seinfeld movie. What did you do with your name? I go, what are you talking about? Oh, oh, the article. Your godmother called your mother and said, who do you think you are? Big shot. You changed your name from Fred to Frederick. Not congratulations. You did this thing in London. It was a what? And I'm like, okay. But so that was a momentary that my name was in the newspaper, that I made a big check. Kissing a beautiful woman and watching her enjoy it, that's in the moment. And it's not, the time of it is very quick. Excuse, Fred, the anticipation of that yes, be how greater did, than the achievement. Well, how does the commercial go? Help me out, or, or Jordan, yeah. anticipation, right? The slow ketchup. Yeah, that's a Carly Simon song, and it was about Heinz ketchup taking so long to drip out of the bottle. <laughs> hey, here's here, yeah. I started off by asking Stanley to comment on, well, I'll just repeat it again, uh, the best of times, the worst of times, the tale of two cities, Dickens classic. When you're looking back, do we tend to mix the, the two up, and do we forget the bad? Do we push aside the bad because it's our way to defend ourselves, to help ourselves, to stay from the fear? Or do some people quantify the bad and the good and, and then find a balance in all that? What do you do? So all of this exists in the past. 
we remember the bad because it's connected to a lot of stuff. But the bad no longer exists. How do you like that? And and I'll take it a step further. Any injury that has happened to you by another person, it doesn't exist anymore. It's all past-based. If you live in the past, if you carry grudges, if you seek revenge, how does the saying go? An eye for an eye makes you blind. And I'm saying this because for a long time, I was that person. Mess with me, I'm going to mess with you back. Hit me. I'm going to take out a baseball bat and hit you back. And I've learned as I've gotten older, that doesn't do anybody any good. In fact, this is interesting. Stanley doesn't like to burn any bridges. I've burned quite a few bridges in my life. Had I uh, learned at an earlier age not to burn bridges, the quality of my life would be better on many levels. So uh, getting back to what I said before, injuries, another person injuring you by not inviting you somewhere, not including you in something. It's in the past. It just doesn't exist anymore. To hang on to that doesn't do you any good. You've got to live in the present. The present is the only tense where you could effectively affect your life. So dwelling on bad things that happened to me in my marriage won't do me any good now. My youngest daughter got engaged. I had an engagement dinner for her. I invited my former wife, her husband, and my whole family. That one action transformed a series of relationships in my life. All of my children saw me differently than they saw me during the, uh, uh, during the divorce. And so now, because I took that action, okay? So now going forward, my relationship with my children, I don't care about the relationship with my wife. She's not my friend, but she's not my enemy. But my relationship with my children, which I really care about, has been transformed by that one action that I took in the present in June by inviting everyone to the, uh, to the dinner. And uh, I said this, uh, meeting Stanley. Stanley was an advisor for me on that. And his advice was spot on. And the dinner was very good. I was glad you invited me. <laughs> you were my date. My kids asked me not to invite someone I was dating. It was a very nice event. But I was just thinking before I get to that topic, I was thinking about uh, an, an event that was the best of times. So I am not really patriotic to a great extent, but I, to a degree I'm patriotic. Um, but I don't march in the parades or wave the flag. But I was on a troop ship coming home from Korea. And the boat pulled into, I don't remember if it was Tacoma or Seattle, Washington. And there was a big flag and a big sign, welcome home. And of course, this is 1950s. I still remember that vividly. And that, that would go under the best of times coming home. But I think that there are some people who live in the past, who dwell on the past, and that past sustains them. They talk about someone who died 30 years ago. They, they talk about an injury they had, their operation. Their, uh, I think there are some people who are positive, and I like to be and try and be positive, but there are some people who dwell on the negatives, and that sustains them. For me, as I grow old, every day is the best of times. 
and tomorrow will be the best of times if there is a tomorrow. Fred says tomorrow never happens. He says he goes into a bar and there's a sign, free beer tomorrow, and tomorrow doesn't come. <laughs> That's what Fred told me. So I try not to dwell on the past, but I think it's very difficult because that's who we are. That's Look, I remember my father died when I was 10. And I mean, that's over 70 years ago. And would you believe I remember the funeral vividly? Mm. Now, the question in my mind is, do I really remember the funeral? Or is do I fantasize because events change with time? We magnify events, we change events. I'd say I meet people who dwell on the past, and that's who they are. I like to dwell on the present, and I try. But I'm as guilty as anybody else, you know? So I remember my uh, my first date maybe 70 years ago, and maybe that was the best of times. To a degree, it was the best. <laughs> it was great anticipation. I've got one more question that I think I need both of you to deal with. And we've been talking about you guys and your personal lives and the highs and lows, mostly the highs. What do you say to people who say, ah, they don't make cars like these anymore. They don't make movies like they did in the old days. Back in the day, people who say everything was rosier and brighter and greater. Are they fooling themselves or are they helping themselves survive today's stresses? That was all true, Jordan. <laughs> okay, there's your <laughs> answer. true. It's all true. I always say things are different, but they're the same. So my first car didn't have electric windows. I didn't have, I didn't have power steering. But I remember that car. It was a 1950-something Chevy Bel Air. A beautiful car. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, I drive a, a, a super Mercedes. But I remember that old car. So I'm one of those guys that say, oh, the movie's... I look for the old movies on Turner Classical Movies. I say, oh, 1938, oh, this shit, this is going to be good. <laughs> 1938, that's a real movie. <laughs> I mean, there's, uh, we used to have in Brooklyn a bakery called Ebinger's commercial, <laughs> but they used to make a nice crumb cake for Friday night dinner, and I can't get a crumb cake like that anymore. Fred's nodding. Oh. You want to want to respond to Stanley and take that question on? Yeah. I think things were simpler years ago. I also believe use the past to inform yourself in the present. So knowing history is very important. That's the past. If you're not informed by it, it repeats itself. So yeah, uh, I do believe cars were made better. Life was simpler. However, uh, there's um, advances that have been made with technology and things like that today that makes life easier. Look, you could Venmo money rather than sending paper checks. The movie that Stanley was quoting earlier on, in my opinion, had a crappy ending. Redford's in front of the Plaza Hotel, Streisand's demonstrating. They were still in love, and he married someone else. And she went on with her life with the baby uh, that he gave her, right, Stanley? And she was like a single mom. She was remarried. Uh, I don't know if he remarried, but she was remarried because the dialogue was, is he a good father to her? That was the dialogue. Is he mm. a good... And she but said, the blonde, yes. a blonde came out of the hotel with the kids, remember? 
No, no. The that was his people, wife, I think. I'm not sure. But she was nice looking. <laughs> I don't want to say anything bad. But the ending? So how would you have ended that movie? They came out, he came out of the plaza. She was demonstrating. He ran over, he kissed her, and he said, we're back together. I'm writing uh, scripts for television, and we're back together. Would you have been happy if they ended it that way? I like happy endings. <laughs> I like, I like <laughs> action in movies, and I like someone who has values and virtue to have a good life. But there is no, you know what? That's a fallacy about happy endings. Well, I can only say this. If we're going to have a new theme song for the podcast, perhaps it should be (laughs) not the way we were, but the best is yet to come. Oh, I love. Okay, good. Okay. (laughs) You've been listening to Two Men Talking, controversial conversations that never end. The podcast geared to men, women, and everyone in between from 20 to 100. Anyone who loves living life to the fullest. You can subscribe and download Two Men Talking wherever you get your podcasts. And Stanley and Fred would love it if you left a multi-star rating and review. We thank you and hope you too can find time to walk with a good friend.